Well, hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, wherever you're listening in the world. Thanks for tuning in. Hoping to bring you a little bit of encouragement for this wonderful vocation that you have made an absolute pillar of your life. I often say that you may not jump up every morning. Some teachers do, saying how incredibly excited you are to charge into the classroom. You definitely do have some days like that. But remember that what you're doing is incredibly important. It's making a huge difference in the world, even if you don't always see the results. You know, we only have to look into nature. We see that the seed is planted and often it can seem dormant for a long time. In fact, I was listening yesterday to a, uh, a wonderful metaphor about lotus flowers. You know, lotus flowers, when they blossom on the top of those ponds, are pretty fancy things to look at. They're beautiful, they're uh, graceful, they're one of the most beautiful flowers that we get to see. But interestingly, the seed begins under a big bed of mud at the bottom of the pond. And eventually it sort of pushes its way through all that mud and gets to the water surface and then on the other side and then we get the lotus flower and the metaphor was explained to me is that you don't get the uh you don't get the lotus flower without the mud you don't get the beauty without the challenge and the difficulty and the uh they were talking about suffering really and i think as a catholic teacher there's always going to be seasons where it looks like there's a lot of mud you're tired, things aren't moving exactly the way you'd like them to go, you might be dealing with difficult, a difficult student or several, and it feels like a lot of mud. But with grace and prayer and perseverance and sanctity over time, the lotus flower blooms. Well, listen to me, I'm starting to sound like someone from a, I don't know, from a martial arts movie. All right, so we move from lotus flowers to two more things that are far more important. The first, and I just want to share something with you. Today is the 28th of April. It is my 20th or our 20th wedding anniversary. So Karen and I, 20 years today and really excited about that. So if you are hearing this, could you do me a favor at some point today? Would you pray for us? Would you pray for our marriage, for our three kids? Uh, we're in a really beautiful season. You know, we've had... Uh, like many couples, we've had our ups and downs over the years, and uh, but it's just really beautiful to be celebrating this together and to be, I think, both of us really aware of the incredible grace that uh, God has poured into our marriage, into this sacrament. Isn't that the beautiful thing about sacraments, that it's not up to us, really, right? It's not up to us in our vocations, the vocation of teaching, the vocation of marriage, the vocation of religious life. It's not up to us just to muscle through. Now, we have to cooperate with grace, but the beautiful thing about these sacraments and these callings on our lives is that God doesn't go, hey, why don't you get married and then uh, work it out on your own? And uh, if you run into problems, good luck with that. You know, God doesn't say that. And he doesn't say, hey, I want you to be a Catholic teacher. I believe you're gifted for it. And once you get in there, I just want to let you know um, I'm going on a long universal cosmic holiday and I won't be available for anything. I mean, he didn't do that, right? So understand that if he calls us to these vocations, that he's always going to give us the grace uh, to do that. And that's the beautiful thing about our church is the sacraments that strengthen us on this journey. And I can honestly say without any hyperbole um, that Karen and I uh, would both say that our marriage has been deeply carried by the Eucharist. Um, in all our imperfections, I think we, we would say that the sacraments of the church have really strengthened us and carried us on the journey. And uh, so I want to encourage you that in your vocation, 
You're not meant to be doing this alone. You're meant to be relying on the helps of the faith, on the, the presence of Christ in the sacraments to carry you through. So make sure that they are the bedrock of your vocation. So if you get a chance, please pray for us today. We're really excited. It's, we've got a lovely day planned and uh, really looking forward to it. You can probably hear it in my voice, huh? So uh, now the other thing was the got up this morning to pray and uh, it is the 28th of April so in the divine office we are praying the feast day of St Peter Chanel St Peter Chanel was uh was martyred so he was eventually he was uh, you know he joined the marists and he was sent to the south pacific where he did some really fantastic work um you know bringing the message of the gospel to people that had never heard it before and then he was martyred he was clubbed to death on the beach at the island of Fortuna in 1841 but I wanted to share with you a quote today from the Office of Readings, so this is April 28, it's a beautiful line, I was praying, I said, Holy Spirit, please give me something today for all the educators, all the Catholic teachers, it's a beautiful line, it's so simple, but it goes to the heart of everything that I've been teaching over the years, so here it is, St. Peter Chanel said on one occasion to his companion, in so difficult a mission, it is necessary for us to be saints. One more time. In so difficult a mission, it is necessary for us to be saints. Now, on the surface level, there's the obvious experience that he's going through, that he is, you know, on the other side of the world back in the 1840s. So, you know, it's a, a really strong sense of distance back then. There was no FaceTime. There was no Zoom. Once you got on that boat, you realized how separated you were from everything that you'd known. And then, of course, there was this mission of making contact with an entire new culture and trying to share the gospel. So what he realized, of course, that the mission was just way beyond him. That in his limited humanity, yes, he might have had gifts and talents, but he knew that this mission was so beyond him. And so he says here, in a mission as difficult as this, it is necessary for us to be saints. So he understood something that I've been trying to teach all over the world for years, that a saint is to become fully what you are. A saint is to become the conduit of grace that God always made you to be. A saint is to become fully what you are and to let all the other stuff slowly fall away so that your life is embedded in your relationship with Christ and enormous grace flows from that. So I thought about you guys and I thought, you know, in so difficult a mission, you ever feel you got a difficult mission? I often feel so much for teachers, the complexity of modern education, the demands, the administration, the extra programs, the government mandates, all the stuff that keeps coming through. This is a difficult mission. Not only is it uh, administratively and structurally challenging, but you're dealing with young people facing uh, historically unprecedented challenges in emotional, spiritual and mental well-being. You've got uh, all sorts of challenges and pressures on families. So friends, this is not news to you, but I am convinced that this is a difficult mission. So if we can follow the words of St. Peter Chanel, you've got a difficult mission, you need to become a saint. And if you've ever heard me live on stage or if you jump on YouTube and just Google NCEA 2017, I think you'll find me there talking about this live, that uh, anything short of being a saint ain't really going to do it. So how do you become a saint? Well, 
It's uh, you know again if you've seen me on stage I share a great a great quote from St Thomas Aquinas the angelic doctor the great uh, doctor of the faith who was asked you know this is the guy that wrote the Summa and he was asked how do you become a saint how do you become a saint now this guy had written the 80 volumes of the Summa so you'd think that there would be a pretty expansive answer but St Thomas Aquinas only gave us two words when he was asked how do you become a saint he said this will it will it desire it that's it he just said how do you become a saint just desire it just want to be in all your imperfections and brokenness and and all the problems that we all have and the things we get wrong and the sin and all of the stuff but really what's necessary is that we simply desire that god would make us saints in my marriage in this podcast ministry in my parenting in your vocation as an educator today just say lord I'm not up to this, but please do whatever it is that you need to do to help me take one more step to becoming a saint because this mission is so difficult that the only way it's going to work and fulfill your purposes in my life will be if I become a saint. All right, I'm going to stop there. God bless you. Say a prayer for Karen and I today if you could. I'd love you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're hearing this. It's beautiful to see it grow and reach more people. If you could share it with a few people, that would be great. Everything else is on the website, onecatholicteacher.com, O-N-E, onecatholicteacher.com. My name's Jonathan Doyle. Get out there and be a saint in this difficult and challenging mission. God is with you, and uh, He is so excited and proud of what you're doing. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be sustained for another day. God bless you. Thank you for your work. My name's Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.